Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. Well, folks, wet, wintry weather is on its way, and you know what that calls for. Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. I don't know of any better way to protect your linoleum and other floors with so little effort on your part. There's no rubbing or buffing with Johnson's Glow Coat. You just apply it and let it dry. That's all. Yet in just a few minutes, your floors are protected with a wonderfully good-looking coat of tough, shining wax. No need, then, to worry about muddy footprints and tracked-in dirt. Just a wipe with a damp cloth keeps a glow-coated floor clean as a china plate. As for that glow coat shine, believe me, it's really bright. Nearly twice as bright as before, in fact. Ask your dealer for brighter-than-ever Johnson self-polishing glow coat tomorrow. There's no easier way to protect floors and bring out the beauty of the home. Look on the bright side, shine up the right side, bring out the beauty of the home. When a man turns the water on in the shower... Steps in and pulls the curtain around him. He invariably bursts into song. Why? Why does a man sing in the shower? Well, science says that one, a bare, wet skin gives a sense of freedom. Two, the acoustics are flattering. And so are you. And three, the audience, consisting of himself, is highly appreciative. Oh, so... The soapy opera you are now hearing is at 79 Wistful Vista, the home of Fibber McGee and Molly. Where'd I put that bath on? I thought I... Oh, here it is. On the floor, as usual. Oh, wonderful. Boy, she finally got me a man-sized towel. <laughs> I've been hollering for one of these ever since... Oh, my gosh, this is the rug. <laughs> hey, Molly. Molly? Yes, dearie, what is it? Where's my bath towel? Look on the towel rack. Okay, I found it. <laughs> That's a man for you. If I'd have hid that towel behind the pickled beets in the fruit cellar, he'd have found it right away. <laughs> but put things where they belong and a man is lost. Sometimes I wonder who that could be at this time. Come in. Well, heavenly days, it's the weatherman. Hello, Mr. Williams. Good morning, Mrs. McGee. Uh, to all appearances. <laughs> could I have a word, or possibly several words, depending on the conversation, with your husband? Why, certainly, Mr. Williams. He just got out of the shower, and I'll tell him to throw on a robe and come down. Oh, McGee, you who, sweetheart, Mr. Williams would like to speak to you. Well, tell the big melon head I'll call him back. Find out where he is, if he knows. He knows. He's right here. Huh? Oh, 
Well, I'll be right with you, Foggy, old man. As soon as I locate the other sleeve of this bathrobe. You know, I could hear Mr. McGee singing from my house next door. Really? Yes. That is, I presume it was Mr. McGee singing. My, uh... My garage door creaks rather loudly, and sometimes it's difficult to distinguish just... <laughs> oh, I, I know it was Mr. McGee singing. My garage door doesn't know the words to O Solo Mio. Well, if you think McGee sings loud, Mr. Williams, you should hear my Uncle Dennis. The only difference between him and your garage door is that he's noisier when he's oiled. I don't think you've ever met my Uncle Dennis. Hi, Foggy, old boy. Hey, Molly, what's the matter with our bathroom scales? It says I weigh 177 and... Well, I don't know, darling, and let's not be rude. Huh? Mr. Williams wants a word with you. Oh. Try it edgewise, Mr. Williams. I doubt if you'll get it in any other way. <laughs> well, it was nothing of any great importance, Mr. McGee. I had a new rake in my garage. Although I shouldn't say my garage, I suppose, inasmuch as the bank has an even greater equity in it than I have. But the banks and my garage is such a clumsy term that... Did you borrow my rake and break it? Foggy, as the wild man of Borneo says when he caught the missionary on his spear, I admire a guy who comes right to the point. <laughs> yes, I borrowed your rake, Jake, and I busted it. Why, McGee, you must pay Mr. Williams for it right away. Oh, no, 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 no. Please, not at all. Huh? Personally, Mr. Williams, I'd be pretty annoyed if somebody took my rake without permission and broke it. Me too. I'd find the guy that did it and slap the bejunior out of him. <laughs> but I guess you ain't the violent type, eh, Foggy? Rather not. And please accept my apologies for having exposed you to the danger of such inferior tools, Mr. McGee. Oh, sure. If you find anything wrong with any other things, please report it at once. If it isn't too much trouble. And I'm sure it won't be. For you. You don't seem to mind trouble. Well, that's all I wanted to know. For now. Sorry to have disturbed your bath. And your singing. If that's what it was. Good day. Probably. For goodness sakes, at last we have a neighbor you can't fight with. Oh, happy day. <laughs> what do you bet? I'll get a beef out of him if I have to wreck everything he owns. <laughs> Every guy has a boiling point, and I'll find his. Oh, now, McGee, why can't you let lying dogs sleep? My goodness, here we have a nice new neighbor. Oh, hey, I almost forgot. Our bathroom scales are on the fritz. I weighed myself, and according to them scales, I weigh 177. Well, maybe you've gained a little weight, dearie. Those two custard pies I made yesterday are all gone, and I only had one small piece. Well, my gosh, what's a couple of custard pies to a guy that he works off as much energy as I work off as much? <laughs> no, sir, them scales are haywire. Hey, who do we know that's got an accurate scale? Well, search me, lover, but maybe one of... Say... Isn't there one at Kramer's Drugstore? That's it, baby. This thing has got me intrigued. 177 pounds, it said. My gosh, I used to ride a Shetland pony that didn't weigh that much. <laughs> Get your hat and let's go down to Kramer's. All right. Will you be warm enough in that bathrobe and one slipper? Huh? <laughs> well, I lost one slipper under the bathtub and couldn't bend over far enough to reach it. That's why I weighed myself. <laughs> you run up and get your hat, kiddo. I'll dress as soon as I finish my cigar. All right, McGee. I want to go to Kramer's anyway. You used up all my bobby pins trying to unlock the garage door last night. Yeah. I'll be ready in just... Okay, a Tootsie. Ah, oh, there goes a good kid. I don't know any other women that go all the way downtown to watch their husbands spend a penny. 
that matter. I don't know, don't know any other women, hardly. <laughs> Which is okay with me, because... Come in. Hi, mister. Oh, hello there, teeny. Oh. <laughs> May I ask what you find so amusing? Oh. <laughs> sure, I betcha. Huh? Where'd you get that green and purple bathrobe, mister? Where did you? Don't sneer at this bathrobe, sis. I paid 32 bucks for this in quarters. Huh? I got it on a raffle at the state fair. I was trying for a motorcycle, but this is what I wound up with. Shut that door, will you? There's a cold draft on my bare foot. Okay. I can't talk to you now very long, sis. I got to get down to Kramer's drugstore and get weighed. Our scales have gone subversive, and I won't... Hey, my gosh, Teeny, where'd you get the shiner? Well, I... The what? The shiner. The mouse. The black eye. Who slugged you? Oh. <laughs> huh? Nobody. Oh. I was watching some kids play football on the corner last Saturday, and I got run over by a halfback. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did, eh? Boy, did he ever mow me down. Hmm? I says you did, eh? Did what? Got run over by a halfback. Who? You. Where? On the corner. Where? Last Saturday. I know it. <laughs> It was Wistful West of fifth grade against the south side. Uh-huh. <laughs> My boyfriend, Willie Toops, <laughs> he's the captain. Of which team? Both. <laughs> both? He's captain of both teams? Sure, it's his football. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, boy. Was that ever a wonderful football game, now? Yeah. Wistful Vista won 307 to 13. Hmm? <laughs> Tight score. What position does Willie play? All bent over, looking back between his knees like this. No. <laughs> I mean, how's he classified as a player? Tackle, end, halfback, quarterback? Captain. No, no, no. What do the other players call him? Stupid. <laughs> Is he? Oh, <laughs> no. No, Willie's awful smart. He's the only kid in our school that can wiggle his ears. <laughs> I see. Hey, mister, how much is a monster? Well, what was that again, sir? How much is a monster? What do you mean, how much is a monster? What kind of a monster? I don't know. They sell them at the Bonton department store, and I want to get one. Hey, now, wait a minute. They're selling monsters at the Bonton? That's what it said in the paper last night. Monster sale all this week. Hmm. <laughs> if I get one, I'll bring it over and show you, mister. Goodbye now. So long. the orchestra and Naughty Angeline.
Yes, my dear, I'm firmly of the opinion that a guy should always know how much does he weigh. You know what the life insurance companies are always saying? Yes, buy more life insurance. That ain't to what I was referring to. I was referring to the statement, and I quote, here comes Doc Gamble. That's a very interesting statement. Oh, it is Dr. Gamble. Hello, doctor. Hello, my dear. And how are you today, broad beam? <laughs> well, what do you know? If it ain't the nurse's curse. <laughs> Hi, medicine dropper. On your way to get your pants pressed? <laughs> Them knees look like you'd been smuggling coconuts. <laughs> now, McGee, they don't either. They just look comfortable. Those britches would look comfortable on Man Mountain Dean and two large friends. <laughs> if you have finished your sartorial analysis, Roach Brain, I would like to remark that as a fashion expert, you are fantastically unqualified. Hmm. You usually look like the front man for a rummage sale. Look at that hat. Looks like the left-hand saddlebag of a Peruvian llama driver. <laughs> And where'd you get that necktie? I've seen smarter fabrics than that being used to screen gravel. <laughs> now, just a darn minute, Fatso. Be quiet. I'm just getting started. Okay. Take your shoes, for instance. Hmm? They have the shapely grace of two elderly boats from the sponge fleet. And what's that weather-beaten leather? The hide off a flagpole sitter? Scuffed up like the first tee of a public golf course in outer Mongolia. Heavenly days, how picturesque. Look, Doctor, if you have any further remarks to make about my appearance... I you... have. Okay. I was... <laughs> I was just getting to your topcoat. I don't know why I call it a topcoat. It looks more like the bottom of a wrestling mat with sleeves. <laughs> the only thing I like about that coat is the buttonholes. I'd like to have a set of those. I could train my fox terrier to jump through them. <laughs> And as for your shirt and socks, Roustabout, the less said, the better. I will merely say that your entire ensemble gives the effect of a Malayan headhunter turned loose in the men's locker room of a Bowery flophouse. Well, dearie, no answers? No, but I'll think up some Lulus on the way home. Well, it's nice to have seen you, Doctor. Thank you, my boy. Always a pleasure to have a chat with you. Good day, my dear. Good day, Doctor. sort of walked across the rifle range that time, didn't you? <laughs> oh, wasn't he wonderful? No wonder his patients get well so quick. <laughs> Nobody else would take that treatment lying down so they get up and go home. <laughs> well, come on, kiddo. This ain't getting me weighed. How much did you say you weighed in our bathroom scales? 177, and I know I don't weigh any more than 168. That... Oh, come on. Here's the drugstore. After you, madam. Thank you, sir. Where's the weighing machine? Oh, here it is. Now, let me see. You got a penny, Molly? No, dearie. Get some change from the cashier. I've got to get some bobby pins. Hello, Molly. Hello, pal. What? Remember me? Yes, I think I do. You're the glad boy with the glow coat. The fun-loving rover from Racine. The personality kid. The old from Omaha. You got a penny, Junior? No, I haven't, pal. Smallest I have is, uh, 47 cents. <laughs> Uh, get it from the cashier. Cashier seems to be busy right now, Mr. Wilcox. Well, here, give me that nickel, pal. I'll get you some pennies. Cashier's a friend of mine. Hello there, Rosie. Oh, hello, Mr. Wilcox. Gee, I was hoping you'd come in today. I tried it, and it was just wonderful. I was right, wasn't I, Rosie? It did brighten up that old linoleum and bring out the original color and luster, didn't it? I'll say it did. And to think of the years I've been scrubbing that linoleum. Imagine. 
Just pouring a little out, spreading it around, and waiting a few minutes for it to dry. Why, I got my housework finished up in half the time. I wonder what they're talking about. Well, I'm glad you finally caught up with it, Rosie. I'm telling you, it performs miracles for weary old linoleum. Gives it a beautiful protective finish and makes spilled things so easy to wipe up. Self-polishing, too. No more scrubbing, no more rubbing or buffing. I'm surprised you didn't know about Johnson's Glow Coat before. Heavenly days, he's talking about Glow Coat. <laughs> that guy is sure full of surprises. Hey, Junie, psst, my change. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, Rosie, give me five pennies for this nickel, will you? Sure, Mr. Wilcox. Ah, thanks very much, Rosie. Here you are, pal. Here are your pennies. Well, come on and watch me weigh myself, Junior. You've earned the privilege. Hold my coat, will you, Molly? Certainly. Better empty your pockets, too. Hmm? You're going to need every break you can get, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take your hat, pal. Uh, got any removable bridge work? Lay off now, Junior. This is serious. Well, here we go. Where do you put the penny in this thing? Oh, here. Well, pal, what's the bad news? What does it say, dearie? Don't say. The dad read a thing is stuck or something. Try another penny, pal. Maybe that was a thin one. What do you mean, try another penny? <laughs> I paid to get weight on this foam-plated monstrosity and buy the living flesh. Oh, now, now, take it easy, McGee. You'll break the machine. I'll say I'll break the machine. I'll tear it gear from spring and throw it in old Kramer's double-cross and puss. I'll bet he's took 500 bucks out of here without anybody... Hey, where? Is Kramer here, sis? No, sir. He's out buying a new automobile. <laughs> I'll just bet he is, the pirate. <laughs> I'll bet he pays for it in pennies, too. <laughs> Let me stand back and give this thing a good kick. Ouch! Why, the... Oh, calm down, dearie. It's just a piece of machinery. Try another penny. I won't try another dead ratted doggone cent. I paid once to get weighed, and I want some service. Here, Junior, help me shake it. Okay. One, two, three, go. <laughs> Bye, George. Wait till the Better Business Bureau hears about this. <laughs> this is a confidence game. That's what it is. I'll... Well, hello there, kids. Hello, Omaha. What you doing? Getting weighed? <laughs> What's the matter? I say something wrong? No, Mr. Oldtimer. Himself there has just made a shaky investment. The weighing machine won't give, Oldtimer. He put a penny in and all he got back was nothing. Try another penny, Johnny. Pipe down, old-timer. Don't anybody talk to me for a minute. I'm going to roll up my sleeves and knock this thing around till it either registers or returns my penny. Oh, McGee. Them things are sure honorary cusses, ain't they, kids? I mind one time up in Nevada, I stuck a dime in a jukebox to hear temptation and nothing happened. I give it a boot with my foot and nothing happened. I shook her. I beat her. I cusses her. Then, by Gadfrey, I took a fire axe off the wall and give her a wham that laid her open from knob to needle. And that done it. She started to play. Did it play temptation? No, daughter, it played I'll be glad when you're dead, you rascal, you. The King's Men and Civilization. Each morning, a missionary advertises with neon signs. He tells the native population that civilization is fine. 
and three educated savages holler from the bamboo tree. Hello, 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 that civilization is the place for you to be. But bungle, 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 I don't want to leave the Congo, no, 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 no. no. Bingo, bango, bungle, I'm so happy in the jungle, I refuse to go. Don't want no bright lights, false teeth, doorbells, landlords, I make it clear. That no matter how they coax me, I'll stay right here. Right here, right here, right here. I look through a magazine the missionary's wife conceals. I see how people who are civilized bang you with automobiles. At the movies they have got to pay many coconuts to see. Uncivilized pictures that the newsreel takes of me. So bongo, 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 I don't want to leave the Congo, no, 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 no. Bingo, bango, bango, I'm so happy in the jungle I refuse to go. Don't want no bright lights, false teeth, doorbells, landlords, penthouse, bathtub, streetcar, taxi, jailhouse, shotgun, fish hook, golf club. I got my spear. Well enough, well enough. No matter how they coax me, I'll stay right here, right here. They got thing like the atom bomb. So I think I stay where I am. Civilization, fully. I'll stay right here. You chiseling, hunk of nickel-plated crookedness. Give me back my penny. All the dirty Oh, chips. come on, McGee. Let's give it up. You're just being stubborn. Mr. Wilcox was sensible. He went home. Well, I'm not going home till I get some satisfaction. I'm going to wait right here till Kramer comes back and not before. What was that again? I says I'm going to wait right here till Kramer comes back and not a minute sooner. <laughs> if he don't make this thing right for me, I'll have him haul downtown to the Department of Weights and Measures. I carry a good deal of weight around the city hall, you know. You carry a good deal of weight in several places, sweetheart. That's how this whole thing started. Now, listen to Mother. Let me take one more kick at it first. No. Okay. Look, McGee, you came down to the drugstore for the simple purpose of getting weight. Yeah. You put your penny in. The scale didn't work. So immediately you fly into a rage and now look at yourself. Your shirt is torn, your knuckles are bruised, your face is dirty, and you've licked—you've kicked the toe out of one shoe. <laughs> Besides licking the machine. And you, all for one penny. What'd you expect me to do for a penny? Bite it open? Hi, <laughs> George, I... What's the matter? Look. Look who's coming in the store. Well, heavenly days, is that really... Sure, Horatio K. Boomer. Oh. I haven't seen him for two or three years. Hi, Boomer, old man. Hello, Mr. Boomer. Well, 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 if it isn't the girl of my dreams and the boy of my nightmares. <laughs> Fancy meeting you here of all places. McGee is the name, is it not? That's right, Boomer. Hey, where you been all this time? We haven't seen you around for quite a while, Mr. Boomer. No, I've been busy helping the government. Helping the government what? Helping them make $5 bills. <laughs> Was I appreciated? No, just apprehended. <laughs> Well, you've no doubt learned a lesson, Mr. Boomer. Now you can go straight. Exactly what I told the magistrate, my dear, my very words. You told him you'd go straight? No, I told him he could go straight and where. <laughs> he didn't 
didn't take the advice in a kindly spirit. Being a literary fellow, he threw the book at me. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, but you seem to be in sort of, some sort of trouble, my boy. Anything I can do to alleviate the situation? No, thank you, Mr. Boomer. He's been fighting with this weighing machine. I put a penny in and got nothing. I can't even get my dough back, Boomer. Ah, uh, ah, uh, you mustn't fight a coin-collecting machine, son. Repositories for money must be coaxed. Come to think of it... <laughs> Come to think of it, I have my little coaxer right here with me. Now, let me see now. Where did I put that coaxer? Oh, dear. Here we go again. I must have it here someplace. Uh, what's this? Oh, yes, a bottle of invisible ink for writing checks on my invisible checking account. <laughs> yes, here's a very expensive stethoscope. Fine instrument it is, too. Studying medicine, Boomer? No, studying the people in the next hotel room to mine. Just put this little device against the wall and listen. Ah, what have we here? Oh, yes, a small skeleton key. In case somebody wants a small skeleton open sometime. Here's a paradise. Uh-uh, don't jar them. They're loaded. Here's a membership card in the bookie of the month club. Fine premium this month, too. Daily double at Pimlico. And a check for short beer. <laughs> well, well, imagine that. No coaxer. So if you'll excuse a hasty departure, I think I'll be getting along. Just have time to get to the jewelry store after they close. Cheer old Chip Mountain. He was no help. I'm going to take one more whack at this thing, kiddo. I ain't going to let any pile of cogwheels make a monkey out of me. Come on, you dirty iron pirate, you. Give me back my penny. I'll teach you McGee, to... McGee, huh? I just thought of something. Huh, what? Look, maybe your penny didn't even go in that machine. Maybe it went on the floor. Oh, I'm certain. Well, I'm almost certain. Oh, my gosh. You're right. There it is right down there against the counter. Now, aren't you ashamed of all the fuss you made? Here, try it again. Okay. Here we go. McGee, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> it threw out a little white card. Yeah. What does it say? It says, you have a kind, even disposition. <laughs> you never lose your temper. <laughs> and must watch yourself that others do not take advantage of your spendthrift nature. <laughs> My gosh, these things are uncanny the way they size a guy up, ain't they, Molly? <laughs> this is amazing. I'll go farther than that. It's ridiculous. You know, it's highly probable that you use and like Johnson's Glow Coat. Millions of women do. Well, tonight I'd like to tell you about another wonderful Johnson product. This newest member of the Johnson family is called Johnson's Cream Wax, a polish specially developed for your furniture and woodwork. Believe me, cream wax is especially wonderful for all your enamel surfaces, too. This creamy white liquid contains not one single drop of oil. Think what this means. Absolutely no oil to catch dust and dirt and pick up fingerprints. Another nice thing you like about Johnson's Cream Wax is its astonishing cleaning power. Just one application wipes off every trace of dirt, leaves the surface spotless and glowing with wax-polished beauty. Try it, won't you? Johnson's Cream Wax to bring out the beauty of the home. Look on the bright side, shine up the right side, bring out the beauty of the home. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Europe is on the verge of starvation. It will be a tragic winter over there, particularly for children and old people. We have all been asked to buy food more carefully, eat less grains and meats and poultry, and use more foods which are locally plentiful. Watch for the friendship train in your community. And most important of all, let's not waste food. Let's not throw our chances for world security into the garbage can. Europe must feed its children, and we can find a gold mine of peace by grubstaking its miners. Thank you. Good night. Good night, all. This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.